the straight proper and Zoo Style going great guns for Maloney leads the way the movers knuckling down on the outside still a length and a half behind the leader then Needorp totally charmed and shooting for goal coming strongly Zoo Style in full flight short of 100 metres left to go he's flying Zoo Style back after 14 months and back in brilliant fashion be totally charmed shooting for gold and the move then Garibaldi followed by at the head of the others Needorp Dr Zeus Boomtown Lass Victory 8 last over the line and he's broken the track record what a beauty 55 and 8 it certainly was uh, Tony Gollum was with us as a guest last week but uh, you can't stop winners and uh, Tony Gollum in the winners list again yesterday with Zoo Style and he's been kind enough uh, to, to join us first up here on Past the Post Tony good morning good morning guys how are you very well congratulations I, I managed to catch a glimpse of you right after the line when Zoo Style won I know where you win a lot of races, you win a lot of premierships, but am I right in saying this win, this day, this win was a bit special than most? Yeah, you are right. Um, yeah, yeah, borderlining, a little, nearly a little bit emotional there for a minute. Oh. I was. I, um, yeah, it meant a lot. It's not just to me, uh, I think to the whole team. You know, to the guy that rides him, you know, it's nearly every day since we've had him, to the other guys that have been all involved with it, to the rehab staff and, you know the strappers that just do so much work with him. I think the whole stable was pretty just pleased to see him back doing what he does well and that, you know, used that good clean action he's got and goes very fast. So, yeah, there was a bit of emotion yesterday and it was a really satisfying win on a lot of different levels. Tony, you paid tribute to Lee Everson yesterday post-race. Just tell us what his role was in, in getting this horse back. Well, it's pretty hard for me not to pay tribute to Lee. Like, he... He brought Vega one back from the brink and he won a group one and, and now new style. Like he's, the guy's just a, a genius at what he does. And I think in all facets of life, if you, life, if you use people that are, that are very good at what, what they do, it makes my job easy to do what I do. So Lee's a specialised, he found a niche in the market to specialise soft tissue injuries. So he does stuff from, you know, he gets horses back from Hong Kong and all over Australia. To his, um, to his stables down there in Victoria. And, yeah, I don't, I don't exactly know what he does. I know he uses a lot of different remedies on them and herbal stuff, the topical stuff, and then since the way that he prepares them and the, the amount, of, um, amount of work they do, a lot of soft sand sort of work and swimming. And it's pretty cold down there in winter. I must admit, this guy looked like a, a skinny, hairy goat there for a while. But it, it's not about how they look. It's about how they, they go about rehabilitating the soft tissue and... There were two parts to his recovery because obviously he's been talked about a lot with his joints uh, and that's why he never went through sales because the big OCDs he had in his fetlocks. But it allowed all that time to settle down as well from the racing that he'd been having. So it was a, it was a huge effort by Lee what he'd done with him. It was a, a minor soft tissue for the amount of time and, and patience that he puts into them. And when you get them back, it's just playing on as normal as a trainer, which is fantastic. There's a word you mentioned there that I was going to bring up and it is patience and you've had to be patient with this horse. But very rewarding yesterday and the other thing as well was I, th I thought the icing on the cake and I wanted to make mention of it in the broadcast I was I was paying attention to it was the time 55 and 8 and he broke he broke Tarzan's track record but I reckon we might have known earlier in the day that there was a good chance in fact a, a better than good chance he was going to break the record when we saw the times they were, they were running in the other thousand metre races yeah you're right I mean as I said to the clients yesterday the, uh, you know it, it was the writing was on the wall you know as the day was going on that but this race was really going to suit Zoo Style. We often go to Sunshine Coast and it's a bit doughier and, you know, that doesn't race as true because you've got to get off the fence and get more towards the crown, et cetera, et cetera. And 
but you know the, the track was in good nick. I, I know they put it up to a three earlier in the day, but the grass coverage they have on that track off their off their spring Renault they do. It, it's in great condition the track, and although horses were running fast times, they, they, they weren't hurting running them times. They were really letting their actions go. So it just tells you what sort of good nick the track was in, and the market was pretty quick to zero in on that fact, weren't they? As we we're getting towards that big sprint race, but they, they were all wanting to be on the faster source, and, and that's what he was yesterday. And, he, um, he, he broke a few of the, the chasers' hearts in doing that. Any updates on him this morning? And also, where's the, the next stop point, Tony? Yeah, he's, he's come through it well, even after the race. You know, and, and Ryan Maloney's comments are, are pretty valid. He doesn't um, miss his words, Ryan. And he believed he had quite a bit left if, if needed to and that he, that he never really got to the bottom of the horse yesterday. And that's pretty scary at them times. And, and the way that he pulled up, he pulled up really well. And that's that base level of fitness that he's had. I mentioned yesterday, 60 weeks between runs, but he certainly hasn't been just sitting idle in a paddock doing nothing. He's been doing plenty of work in that time. So he comes through terrific. Pulled up really, really well. He'll head to, you know, provide things go well the next fortnight. I am mindful of the time he has run. Uh, he'll head to the George Moore in two weeks. If I don't think that he's quite where I need him to be post that run yesterday, I'll wait and I won't run into a boxing day. Um, I, I'm not I'm not going to be tempted to step him out at Eagle Farm at this point in time. I made a comment after he won his maiden uh, that I thought he was the, the best prospect the Queensland had since buffering. And I don't say things lightly, and I'm not a, afraid to run away from it. We've seen all the trials and tribulations over the last you know, two years, I suppose. But did you consider this horse at the time, early on in the piece, when he was winning all of those races, was he the best prospect you may have had in your training career? Yeah, for sure. For sure, David. He, but he's always been an immature horse. He's always been a very fragile horse. That, that's indicated by his X-rays as a young horse, etc., etc. I remember the, one of the first little gallops we gave him as a two-year-old, just educating him. He, he pulled up four out of five lanes and fractured his splint bone. Like he's always been that fragile animal, and yeah, to say he's been, you know, we're buffering as we know is that robust, tough horse. You know, if you, you know, if you throw him at a, a brick wall, he'd run through it. This horse is, is different. He's got that amount of ability, but he just is so fragile. So that, that fragility is what probably cost him at this point, but there's still a fair bit of um, career left in this horse, I'm sure. You had three other runners in the race. Uh, talk us through what you made of their runs. Oh, well, the move probably had to, at that level, had to ride him. Well, yeah, we sort of had to sort of try and ride him to give him his best chance. It's not how you'd really want to ride him in that grade. And he was sort of chasing that track record pace the whole way. And Lustol simply just probably broke his heart at that grade, which, you know, not hard to do mm. with that horse. And, I thought he, he was gallant. Um, he put the white flag up a little bit the last half furlong, but whoever was going to be up chasing Zusa was probably going to do that. I thought Needorp was really good going to a different sort of track through the preparation for her. I thought she was tripping. Oh, Garibaldi, he's just got to step away better. Mm. He's just getting on the back foot for no reason out the drawer, and it's making life a lot harder. He ran on really, really well. But I think he's a horse that we're not, I need to... I can put him in a classic plate now and try and get some confidence back in him. So you probably won't see me chase the big sprint with him next. I'll, I'll probably just go to an easier track with him and then get his confidence up then head to a to a listed race later in the carnival. It's funny with Garibaldi, isn't it? He uh, he really gained, a, a, when I say a lot of baggage, he, he gained a lot of boom, a lot of spruik on him, a lot of reputation. It's hard to get that off them sometimes, isn't it? Oh, yeah, but I, look, I'd, you know, if I worried about all the spruiks and all that stuff, I'd be I'd drive myself mad, wouldn't I? I'd just got to mm. probably try and place him where it's suited. I just, I just see what I saw yesterday on him and if I put him in the race like the George Moore, for example, I, I'd imagine if he stepped away slow, he's just going to be chasing that hot summer speed again and it's not going to put him in a good position. So I think a nice class six played at Eagle Farm. It's a track we know that he can handle where, you know, obviously a few others don't. So 
I would imagine that's a good track for him and get that confidence sky high like when he won that four on the trot and then get him back going and, and just change the difference of the path with him. But oh, look, his run was bloody still quite good uh, after stepping away slightly. We've talked about the, 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 the good, the the bad and the ugly. Well, that's what they, they describe it as. We've covered off on the good, the bad and the ugly is what we're going to discuss next. Now, Honeypot, talk about about booms and, and spruiks, and, and I think with some some justification. But there was a warning light there before the, the starter said go, before they got to the barrier. She was reluctant to go to the barrier. Yeah, it was not uncommon. I'm going to be a bit forgiving over there. When they got to trot up and front onto the barriers at the 1,000 there, that's very unusual for two-year-olds. And if they've got any little chinks in there, in their mental game, that will sort of find them out a little bit. So I, I, she's not the first horse that's jacked up 50 yards out facing a set of barriers. Mm. It's very foreign, very very unforeign to them, you know. So I'll be forgiving of that. I look, she's got to be better in the gate. She was pretty good the whole time, and just right at the end, she started getting a little bit unsettled, and um, she read, in my opinion, well before the barriers opened. So I think um, I want to be a little bit forgiving of Honeypot yesterday. Her run was outstanding. Obviously, you can see the ability levels that she's got, but she's just got to learn to, to grasp you know, the whole situation a little bit better. Maturity, maturity will do that. There was a lot of post-race commentary, Tony, on whether she should have been declared a non-runner or not. What was your take on that? No, she should have been declared a runner. There's no doubt, but I do feel that, you know, it's a bit hard when you see them already in the air before the gates open. That's just, that's life. But, you know, your horses have got to be better, better behaved and, you know, if they are, they, that doesn't happen to them. So, you know, the onus is back on us now to, to make sure we can get her improved and, and on song so she can be competitive in better races. There's no doubt the ability. We seem to have lost Tony there. Just talking about uh, Honeypot. Do you make, her run was pretty good after what had happened, wasn't it, to get Look, within half a length at the end? It, it's, it, and we'll talk more about this race when we come to the, the replay a little later in this session. But um, it's two ways to look at this race. Um, Honeypot's run looked outstanding. Uh, that Invitovich, who was well back, looked outstanding. But it was a, a bunch finish as well. Mm. Tony's back with us now. Tony, just with Honeypot, so there's a bit of a reset after after yesterday. What, what Do you have to go on trial now? Yeah, I have to get a barrier for her. But, that's look, that's understandable. I understood that. Um, options for her now. Uh, I'm not sure which way I'll go with her. Even before yesterday's run, I was always going to back off her a little bit. So she'll go out to Embrook now, you know, a week probably off, and then a bit of treadmill, etc. I'll probably give her one opportunity, you know, prior to Magic Means Day to see whether she can, she can, you know, shape up. She'll have a trial and then one opportunity prior to that. We won't sort of be out there flogging her every two weeks to try and get the job done. We'll make sure the horse comes first. But I still think she's got the ability to be in a big race. Um, the things have just got to, she's got to grasp the concept of racing a little bit better. You had a lot of runners in yesterday uh, from from those that were beaten but 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 would lose no admirers. I thought Big Muskie in the three-year-old race and I thought Shamaton in the last. I was a bit doubtful with him at 1,200 yeah. metres, but I thought they both ran really well. They're, they're going to be good money spinners during the summer. Yeah, they're going to be. Oh, they probably won't be during the summer, I don't think. <laughs> I'll probably give them a little break oh, now. Okay. I'm feeling for both. Big Muskie's done a pretty fair job. It's his first race in prep and... I'm not sure where I sort of go with him. I'd have to go into that three-year-old pool, and I'm just not sure that he's sort of deep enough for that yet. So he'll probably have a short, um, a short break, I'd imagine. We'll see him sort of autumn time, I reckon, when the summer carnival's over. I think he'd be really well placed there. I thought um, Shamaton was trooper guys a bit like you. I was very edgy on him going to 1,200. I even spoke to the owners about not even having a sort of an opportunity at it, but he's in such good form. I'm glad I did because it opens up a whole another window for him. 
he was still a bit keen there mid race yesterday in three wide covering ground and yeah, he was arguably the run of the race. So I was really happy with him, but I think he's done a good job too. If I back off him and he comes back at the end of the summer into that autumn period, he can handle wet ground and that. I think he's going to be a great money spinner for his owners. Tony, Ashgrove was quite spectacular winning his maiden on Wednesday. Will he press on to some of those middle distance features over the summer? He won't press on to some. He'll press on to one. I'm hoping <laughs> if I'm really pleased with him. He'll go to the 2000 at Doombin. Um, yep. But I'm, I'm always mindful, Nathan, of of going too many runs that first racing prep. I think horses yep. learn a lot and that they're, they're really trying to please you. If everything's starting to come along well, you never want to get to the bottom of them. Yeah. And um, that, that's, that's important to me because you want the horses to come back and, and learn off that first prep and be better horses next time round. And Ashgrove's a horse I've, I've really liked right from the get-go. So being a done deal, being a little hot little bloke, we've had to wait our time with him. I waited to put the blinkers on third up and saw how impressive he was. And I'm really confident... Uh, obviously, the winner from yesterday in that mile race will go to that 2,000 as well, I'm sure. And he's going to be the one to beat. But I'm really confident Ashgrove's a smart horse. And I think you'll see him race very well at 2,000 round Newman. We go to the Gold Coast next Saturday. Recognition listed on a listed Phillies and Mares feature for the Tattersalls Club. Uh, any particulars to line up there next weekend? Oh, look, in the recognition, I've, I've just got uh, Old Silvera. I thought he was pretty good through the line the other day, but he'll start double-figure odds. So I won't be spruced up too much going into that one, I'm sure. Um, but in the Phillies and Mares race, you'll see the um, Miami Slice returning. Okay. There's a couple of other Phillies there, young three-year-olds that are turning four that might have a go as well. So I've got four or five nommed in it, but there's no doubt Miami Slice will be my top seed. Great day for you yesterday. Um, it was very fitting that horse won for a number of reasons. Congratulations and thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your Sunday.